can I have a lead in for mine? <clears throat> sure. So I can be like, <clears throat> why is it we can talk for I an know. hour? I know. And then the second we press record, all of our <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our throats close. Yeah. I don't understand what this. <laughs> What this is? Up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I went from speaking smoothly to like yeah. raspy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay, makes no sense. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 132. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay. And today we are talking about our New Year's resolutions. New beginnings and fresh starts are very on brand for all of us, hosts and listeners alike, here at the Modern Lady Podcast. We'll find them anywhere. The start of the new school year, every Monday morning, well, every morning in general, to be honest. And we relish the thrill of a blank slate and the chance to be better -er. As we come back from a long break, there really could have been no better time to start recording again than the freshest of all fresh starts, the new year. What do you hope that 2023 has in store for you? Well, let's chat. Okay, so Michelle, I love that you said be better or -er because you and I yes. keep joking about this and I'm not sure if it's just an inside <laughs> joke or if our listeners will remember that we've done be better and then we've joked before about be better or and now yes. it's be better or -er. yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, so instead of saying part 3, yeah. we just found a creative way of saying be better or and yeah. you have to picture it with the ellipses in between the that's three correct dots. that's correct <laughs> and we also reminisced about how a couple of years ago our episode the first be better actually mm-hmm. was stemmed from the fact that we were doing really well in our lives <laughs> Oh, yeah. the irony need- of it yes <laughs> and we were like we don't need resolutions <laughs> we, we're, we're, we're just doing be better yeah, yeah we've got things under control we're just gonna try to do a little better turns out this year we both feel like we need some resolutions yes <laughs> yeah and still maybe not like um you know in that same sentiment of the first episode maybe yeah. not yet raise it all to the ground and start over again <laughs> we're still not there yeah. but we are somewhere in the middle of yes. like <laughs> it's like actually we're pretty fine yeah. and whoa okay yeah. <laughs> like life came at me fast yeah we both realized that there are some things we want to kind of revisit maybe things that we've dropped the ball on right some coasting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get better at those things again and some new things to try and the world is a very different place I'm sure this isn't news to anyone but the world mm-hmm. is a very different place than it was a couple of years ago so 2023 here come at me 2023 yes and so our plan for coming back for recording was that this would be an episode that we just jump right into everything because we were so excited to get started mm-hmm. talking about our resolutions and that next week will be a more full episode with our usual trimming, <laughs> our usual bells and whistles, our tips are what we're loving and all that type of stuff. But we really wanted to just kind of jump right into this chat and keep it simple and clean because there is so much to be excited about. So without further ado, Lindsay, what is your first resolution? Okay. So we broke it down into three categories, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have it kind of like 
what we're doing physically, what we're doing like for entertainment or like culturally in our lives. And then what we're doing in terms of our vocations as wife and mother. So to start the first one, physical grooming, which sounds less <laughs> romantic as it's, you know, written on paper. Um, there's one thing I do want to talk about, and this is a big change for me. So I'm 42 now and I am at that kind of, I'm standing at the precipice of anti-aging. Like, do I, how do I feel about that? Do I, am okay getting older? And I've always been okay getting older, but at this point, things are changing rapidly in my body and in my face. And while I welcome so many of those things, and I really do think every year that we are alive is a luxury and a blessing. Um, mm -hmm. I also want to keep my face looking like how it looks, um, a little bit and, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, I don't want to do anything invasive. So what I'm saying mm. is that after years of promoting and on this very podcast, um, I've mm -hmm. always used a routine of Dove soap and Nivea cream, right? And I still mm -hmm. stand by those two products. I, they're still my fallbacks. One of the things I've been doing differently is I have been investing in better quality products and treating myself to some luxurious skincare things. We are at a place in our life where I can do that. I wasn't mm. able to do that and that was fine. Now I can treat myself occasionally to some products. And I have learned as well that when you spend more money on these things, they last almost the full year. So there is mm -hmm. great value, right? In buying like some better quality things. So anyways, one of the things I treated myself to, Jason got me a gift card to Sephora. And so um, doing a little after Christmas shopping, I got this nighttime routine from a brand called Sunday Riley. And it is a beautiful brand. And they have this, it's like a five um, product nighttime routine. And it harkens back, Michelle, to when we did mm -hmm. the, how many steps was that? Korean, oh, Korean Yes. Yes. Was it seven? It might've been seven, seven or yes. 12. So <laughs> I'm no stranger, right. To trying a yeah. multi-step, um, routine. I'll do anything for this podcast for you guys. Mm -hmm. No problem. I'll do this. Um, You'll take one for the team. I'll, I will. It's yes. not a problem. Thank um, you. So <laughs> I've been using this and it's been so lovely. And I think we talked before and other people have said this too, and I'm just finally understanding this myself, that it isn't necessarily the products. It's giving yourself this little bit of extra time at night or in the morning um, of just grooming, of taking care of yourself, of touching your own skin, of not rushing through that 10 minutes of just a little a bit of that pampering. And it just really does add something just to my day, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's just for me and it feels really nice. So I would say for the first time in many, many years, probably since I became a mom 16 years ago, I'm taking better care of myself and doing that type of grooming and it feels wonderful. I really love that. And I like what you're talking too about sometimes it's even more than just the products themselves. Yes. Although you you can um, find really good quality things on the market. It's the ritual of it yes. uh, has, has benefit to our mental state as well. And we did do that whole episode on the opening and closing yep, of, you, of ourselves. Yep. Of right. You. Yep. <laughs> and I think that that is a really strong underlying theme to all this is that there is something really mysteriously beautiful about ritual yes. in our lives. And we crave it in a lot of different areas. And so it is pretty natural to think of it in terms of our own self-care and bodily grooming. Yep. Maybe I know what you're saying about bodily grooming. <laughs> it is weird to say that. Yes, it is. It seems fine when you're just reading it in your notes and then you say it out loud. 
<laughs> I just throw moist in there and really yes. freak freak everyone out. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so it would make sense then to add the sense of ritual and a routine and something that you repeat every day yeah. uh, to better yourself in that aspect too. Another thing that I loved uh, hearing you talk about just now was that the focus was on taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that really leads well into what one of my physical resolutions are for this year is to take really good care of myself, like in a mothering and nurturing kind of way mm. for myself. Right. And yes. so I guess to catch to catch us all up here, because it's been several months, uh-huh. um, my focus has been that. Um, because in the past I've tended to get very enthusiastic very quickly about things and Mm. I just always jump in way too far and too deep and too fast with a new exercise routine or new eating plans. And I would see results, but I'd always crash. I'd burn out, I'd drop it. Um, even in terms of like trying to implement sleep routines or Mm -hmm. skincare Mm. or anything, it was just always too much. Uh, my mom always used to say, I always try to run before I can walk. Mm. So uh, early in the summer, I was introduced to the concept of pro-metabolic, the pro-metabolic world. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if anyone else has come across it. And I'm not going to get too much into it, but I will say uh, right off the bat that uh, I'm not really living that as like a diet or anything. And I, I'm not really embracing it as a whole world view or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. However, I was really captivated by the sentiments that I should maybe work with my body yes. and give it what it needs to function properly as opposed to fighting with it. Michelle, that's um, crazy talk. I know. I know. I, I'm being a bit revolutionary here, <laughs> but maybe giving your body what it needs is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And I've also noticed a ton of similarities between the pro-metabolic health world messaging mm. and actually what I grew up with in terms of how we view health. Um, a lot of similarities even between like uh, Chinese food therapy, mm-hmm. um, which my mom and my grandma coming from that background, they had adopted and had passed on to me. Uh, little things like preferring to eat cooked vegetables. Like mm. I I remember my grandma if when I was a teenager or in college talking about salads and she would like tisk me. She'd be like like that right and she would say she'd be shaking her head and she's like too many raw vegetables like they're hard on your stomach and so I would hear that and I was quite taken with a lot of these pro-metabolic like work with your body take care of your body ideas um and so all this to say I've been trying to settle into a pretty decent health routine that I'm going to be happy with Um, and not be so extreme with things. And through that, and this is the point, (laughs) I've realized that my resolution actually has to be a little bit more nuanced. Mm. The first goal of my health journey this year in 2023 is going to be consistency. Mm -hmm. It's actually going to have nothing to do with my physical body. Mm -hmm. It's going to be sustainability is the number one goal for my physical health. Because if it is something that I can work with and that works with me back, then I can upkeep it. And little tiny bits every single day is going to be better than what I've always tried to do, which is complete overhauls that only last for a short amount of time. 
Um, and then that secondary goal will be overall good health. Yeah. I just want to feel strong and I want to feel limber and I like to feel um, energetic. And so that is going to be my focus for 2023 is experimenting with taking care of my body in a nurturing and mothering way. Oh, I love that so much. That is amazing. It is a revolutionary act to actually mm-hmm. listen to your body. It's like you and I've talked um, before about that book, Wintering, and yes. that message. And I know a lot of people are actually reading that book right now. And mm-hmm. uh, and that message of like <laughs> listening to the ancestral, you know, stories running through our bodies about what we're supposed to do seasonally, and then as women, mm. cyclically with our fertility, yes. right? It's like our That's bodies are telling us what we need, and and like you, I'm coming from years of beating my body into submission, of disordered yes. eating, truly in that sense, mm. where it wasn't necessarily a diagnosed eating disorder, but a mm-hmm. disordered eating and a distorted, um, disordered view and distorted view of my body and what it needs and how much control I should have over that. And I'm really healing from a lot of that right now. And mm-hmm. um, like you, I take things to extremes and I was able to maintain that extreme for a very long time, but it didn't make me happy. I didn't feel satisfied. Yeah. And it is not sustainable. You can do mm-hmm. it for a long time anyway. So for me, um, also a focus on health just on health mm-hmm. and health. health. Yes. <laughs> I want to feel good as well. And, and my husband, who's, you know, four years older than me, um, I was like getting stiff, getting out of the bed in the morning and I've never been stiff in my life. And he's laughing. He's like, ah, welcome to your <laughs> mid forties. And I'm like, no, no, this isn't, this isn't happening. So like, like you and I've been talking and sharing actual like stretching exercises and stuff. Like yes. I've never stretched mm-hmm. before. I never had to before. That feels amazing that gentle care of the body um Mm -hmm. and just feeding myself whole foods and just learning how to really find that legome that balance right right? of not too much not too little not denial not punishing my body for having eaten dessert by working out extra that that Mm -hmm. you said it right at the beginning of your thing that mothering myself Yes. Um, everything I would want to pour into my children, like mothering myself. So yeah, it's um, being healthy is a really big focus for Jason and I in our household this year. We're building a home gym in our garage. We've got teenagers who are taking power fit in high school. They're learning how to mm. lift. They're really interested in their health. So, um, so it's a family journey, which does make it also feel so much better than just a personal resolution. As we all know, yeah. there's greater success when you tie it in with a group, right? So the fact that my whole mm-hmm. family is really on board this year with with health and that does mean trying to sleep better it it is all encompassing it is trying to get outside more it is putting our screens down so yeah really a year of healing and health i'll get more into healing later um but Mm -hmm. yeah so i hopefully will feel better and look better interior exterior (laughs) yes (laughs) that's right and you know what i think it it will naturally follow but i think maybe the challenge has always been that we've tried to do it backwards yeah whereas right now we're starting to understand that like and and i've often wondered this as well i'll let you know how it goes at the Mm. end of 2023 (laughs) Mm. is if i take care of myself Mm -hmm. and just everything in proper order when everything is in moderation and you kind of hit that balance for yourself, would externally, like on your physical body, would everything just kind of settle right. into what it was always meant to be? Like, 
if you take care of yourself the way that you were created to be taken care of right. by God, right. would you then just settle into who God wanted you to be? Yeah. And would that do something even for our mental well-being and emotional well-being and our perspective on ourselves? That's a really interesting question that I'm going to also be wondering and exploring this year. Well, it's holistic, right? And you're right. Mm -hmm. We used to try to work different ways in and then out like and instead of just looking at it holistically we are body and soul and and i think this is such a neat progression in the journey you and i've been on even with all of our episodes last year being so much about self-awareness and really getting mm -hmm. to know yourself but getting to know yourself through how god sees you um yes. that was so that was like the underlying theme of so many of our episodes last year and that really does seem to lead into where we're at now because god mm -hmm. wants us to be healthy he, he obviously wants yeah. us to be um physically healthy these strong people who can take care of our families. Jason and I keep talking about that, that that's really important to us that as people who have a good handle on our lifestyle right now, we've got a mm -hmm. lot of things under control. But if we're just out of control in terms of being too lazy, too slothful, eating too much junk, like that holistically is a big missing piece mm. of the puzzle. Like we want to have um, all of those areas of our life um, working together. And so it's just like this holistic journey now. And, and yeah, it's just everything fitting together, but not in a disordered way. <laughs> it yeah. is right. It's truly yeah. like you're saying, working on combining all those aspects of it and, and health is a big part of it, especially as we're getting older. I'm really feeling that now. And um, yeah, Jason, since 46 now and we feel like 50s right around the corner and it mm. life does go fast in your 40s mm -hmm. and so really wanting to have like you said a consistent lifestyle that's in mm -hmm. place that will carry us through this next season of our lives now yeah yeah and in in a lot of senses too uh, this takes even more self-control and discipline yeah than um aligning yourself with one method of thought, yep. <laughs> like one plan and being very strict and exclusive about it, right? Yeah. Um, to live a life truly seeking what you're supposed to be and taking care of yourself and being that kind of a discerning sort of a person for yourself um, that takes a lot of willpower and discipline and control. Yes. And if there's anything I ha I've personally learned in the last couple of years is that the science changes every day, right? Everyone's yeah, trying to sell you true. a book or a program. <laughs> so trying to, yeah, any of those extreme things, which I fell into, um, mm -hmm. and there were benefits of those extreme things a couple of years ago, but mm -hmm. learning now that I I'm actually, it's, it's incredibly humbling to realize that all the science quote <laughs> that I yes. thought I knew a couple of years ago is all changing again and again and again. So finding something to be consistent with is ultimately, I, I, I used to hear that the best diet and let's say diet and workout plan, which is to mm -hmm. reduce it down to its most simplest forms that you could do is whatever you will continue to do. <laughs> like yes. it really comes down to what yes. you will do, um, yep. for the rest of your life. And what I've learned too is the more, the better I mother myself, the more I pour into those things and I give myself rest and I let myself go mm -hmm. to bed early and I, um, spend that little bit of time in the bathroom doing that grooming, or I go on that walk or I go on that run, the more I want to gift those things to the people in my life. Right. It mm -hmm. always comes back to being like, Oh, 
it's good for me to sit and rest after a busy day. Well, of course I want my husband to have that gift too. So I'm not on him all the time. Like he used to be, okay, get up. We got to get stuff done. I, mm. I, if I'm going to gift those things to myself, the, I feel like the automatic outpouring then becomes wanting to gift those things to the people in my, in my family as well. Mm-hmm. So the next area of resolution that you and I were looking at in both mm-hmm. of our lives is in terms of like our, our family culture, um, or the type of entertainment, just the, the fun part, our recreation time. So Michelle, what, yes. what are you resolving to resolve in terms of <laughs> edutainment? <laughs> Oh, we should try to do an episode where we only speak in our podcast episode titles. Yes, yes, we should. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, okay. Um, I feel like I'm not setting any trends here or anything like that. It's so, um, it's pretty common. Yeah. But my first resolution in terms of culture is to read more, yes. as I'm sure that is for a lot of people. Um and I have been reading some classics mm-hmm. over the past several months. We have talked about that. And I'm actually pleasantly surprised by them. I thought that they would be too far over my head, mm-hmm. to be honest, or that they would be too challenging for me to read. But so far, they've been surprisingly approachable. And yeah. I'm pleased with that. So I'd love to continue. Um, I've read so far a Robinson Crusoe. The Three Mm -hmm. Musketeers I finished in the fall, and I'm almost done Crime and Punishment. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love Crime and Punishment, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I do try to like to match my reading with the season. Mm -hmm. So Robinson Crusoe seems summery because he was on a (laughs) deserted island. (laughs) And for some reason, I need to be in France mentally, if not physically, in the fall. (laughs) And I can't imagine Russia has any other season than winter. Correct. Yes. (laughs) So here we are. Um, I might have to stay in Russia. You mentioned starting Anna Karenina next. So I might take a look at that or possibly Kristen Lavren's daughter because if it's not Russia, then it is Norway for (laughs) wintry vibes. Love it. Um, I am, however, I just want to say I'm not going to limit myself to the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have several other books on the go, some nonfiction. Um, and I'm just actually just trying to motivate myself to get really into that groove of reading a lot yeah. and reaching for a book. Um, I know you've talked about that often yeah. as well, reaching for a book before my phone. Yeah. Um, and so my family has actually started a reading competition. Mm. For this calendar year, I got the idea from Anne Bogle of Modern Mrs. Darcy. Mm. She had a guest on her podcast who shared that her grandmother, who was a retired librarian, would pay $1 per finished book Mm -hmm. to each of her adult children and grandchildren. And I really loved that idea, but I wanted to make it a little bit more workable for us. So what we've decided to do is um, whoever in our family, the adults anyways, um, they're welcome to buy in on our challenge and we'll form a little kitty. And for each book we finish, we get one ballot mm. that will go into a draw at the end of the year. And next New Year's, we'll draw a winner and they get to take the kitty. Oh, um, that's so fun. Yes. And so that kind of encompasses too, because we have some strong readers in my family. My mom is a librarian. Um, my oh, so sorry. Is this your extended family? To not yes. Your, your, okay. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The adults in my family. It was just Phil and I. <laughs> yes. Well, I thought and your kids. <laughs> I, I didn't know if that. it was you guys and the kids. Oh, but okay. Um, no, and so is this it, is, sorry, and is a kitty yeah. like money that you all put 
in or is it? Yeah. 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 That's like a little pool of money. So to buy in and we actually haven't even established that yet. It will be something small, maybe, maybe a few dollars, uh, maybe five bucks or something like that to buy in. Awesome. Um, But for the kids, I did tell them I printed out big engineering prints for them of a reading log from Everyday Reading, that blog. And they get to fill it in with the titles of books they read. And I did tell them that I would give them a quarter Mm -hmm. for every book they finish at their reading level for this year. Okay, my kids are getting $5 a book. And I now I'm really, really, (laughs) really scammed. Well, I was concerned because my my daughter, like, she's so competitive. Uh-huh. I knew that if I told her I right. would give her incentives, she was going to take that, like, very seriously. Yeah, I can't afford I can't afford for my daughter to read that much. And we're so coming at it from an opposite. Your kids, yes, I need to get my kids reading again. So I needed to okay. dangle a much bigger carrot at this yes. point to get and your kids. Your kids are older, too. Yes. So I understand that as well. Um, Because the... Yeah, the 25 cents I could see not really being much of an incentive for a teenager. But in that podcast, I was going to say this woman said that as soon as anyone in their family turned 16 Mm -hmm. or 15, they were in on the... the bigger competition. That's awesome. With the adults. So yeah. yeah, they were welcomed in that too. So that is like kind of my reading plan and my reading goals for this year. And then the only other thing I was going to mention. Wait, I have a question I, about your reading thing. Oh, yeah. can, can we go? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Does Phil read? Does he read at night with you? Okay. So not, uh, he's been trying to get back into reading. Okay. Um. So he, yeah, there were a lot of years, I think, that he didn't read. Right. Um, yeah. He actually, I will say, he read a lot of instruction manuals yes. for work. <laughs> yes. He and I thought that that was like for work, mm-hmm. but it turns out he enjoyed that. Oh. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he 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 loved doing that kind of reading, but he has wanted to get back into more like uh, a fiction or nonfiction style of book reading, and so yeah. he's been working for that, and that would be. One of the reasons why this ballot system works better for our family, yeah. because it doesn't really matter. Like, we're not trying to see who can read the most books. Yeah. Because some people wouldn't, like, Phil maybe wouldn't even join at all. Right. But he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to get some ballots in there. And then it's really motivating. Okay. I love that so much. I come from a family where no one reads. Um, So I actually want to introduce that to like my parents and my siblings and see if we would all do that too. I think that's such a great idea. Um, Mm -hmm. I was asking about Phil because I have been on Jason to start reading again and kind of like Phil, Jason (laughs) was just saying last night to our priest that after having to study for his master's and he had to Mm. translate old English, he had to translate Calvinist documents from like middle English. Um, mm. And it just, it, he has never read since. It's been like 10 years and yeah. it just like shut down his love of reading for pleasure. And, um, and I, and I'm being a little dramatic. He's read here and there, but I want mm-hmm. that routine because I read every night, right? Like we've mm-hmm. said many a time that if I don't pick up my Kindle that night, you need to call me an ambulance because something is seriously wrong with me. Um, mm. I've read almost every single night since I was 10 years old. And so it is 100% a habit for me. And I really want it to be an evening habit for my whole family, especially because we're trying to tie in earlier bedtimes. We are very easily an 11 o'clock bedtime family. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about for like an eight and 10 year old as well. And I understand all of the 
issues that that can um, pose. So we're trying to fix that. And like, and then Jason and I are like midnight up to one o'clock and he gets up at six and I get up at six 30 and it's just ridiculousness, Mm. but it's really hard to get everybody into bed. Um, and so I've been trying to get everybody reading. I guess maybe yes. I'm trying to do too many things at once. Be like, you have to go to bed <laughs> and read. But so hence the $5 <laughs> reward. But mm-hmm. trying to get my family off their phones and reading more is a huge goal. I'm really realizing that a lot of my goals, just as I'm saying this, are more like family oriented yes. this year. And me kind of being the the fire starter, right? Like really trying mm-hmm. to get everybody motivated. Um, So yes, as you know, Michelle, and many of our listeners know, I just completed my fifth year of my read all the classics challenge. Um, Amazing. I started this challenge in 2008, January 1st, 2018, as just a one-year little challenge where I was going to try to read the classics I had already downloaded on my Kindle and was ignoring. Mm -hmm. Um, And here we are five full years later, and I have about, I think, two years left if I really want to be exhaustive in Mm in all those lists of the classics and I am still loving it. Um, it has, it has brought so much joy to my life to just finally be able to connect all those dots when people make pop culture references to books, um, right. And go, Mm -hmm. no, I have read that Mm -hmm. and stuff. So it has been truly a joy and a challenge. And some of it I've had to slog my way through. Some have been these brilliant little gifts that I never knew I would love that book until I'd read it. And it's just been amazing. So I personally am continuing on with that. Um, and one of the ways I get my reading done, everybody knows I'm a huge fan of the Kindle Paperwhite. That's how I'm able to read in our dark bedroom every night. I do my reading for pleasure, my classics at nighttime, and I do spiritual reading during the day. And I want to say this again, I've said this before, but you know, priests have told me in the past that you really only need to do about 20 minutes of spiritual reading a day, that 20 Mm. minutes is pretty much all our brains can take. And we should be meditating Mm. throughout the day. So if anybody wants to add that as a goal for this new year, really don't beat yourself up if you can't do more than 20 minutes a day of that type of reading. So that's like you were saying, Michelle, I tend to have spiritual reading books always within an arm's reach of me throughout Mm -hmm. our house so that I do try to see it. I'm very, very much an out of sight, out of mind person. Um, yeah. but then the flip side of that is in sight, in mind, I guess. I've never, okay. never said that. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> Lindsay quote, quotes. Lindsay yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I, if it's between my phone or a book, I've gotten much better at training myself to grab the book and just reading mm. a couple sentences here and there. So, um, yeah, less screens, less TV, get my family in a bed pay them exorbitant amounts. Is that how you say that word? <laughs> exorbitant. Um, exorbitant. Um, you know Maybe. what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Amounts to read every night. So yeah, that's our, that's our biggest um, shift in entertainment in our home. Oh yeah. I love that. And it's one of those things where if you get out of the habit, it's yeah. really hard to start back up again. Yes. So it will feel like, it will feel like all of the things that are good for you, but you don't want to do until you're doing it. And then you feel great, right? Exercise, confession, yes, (laughs) reading, (laughs) yes. Um, But we'll be better for it for sure. 
And just a little follow up to that. One other thing I've just started doing, and this really goes back to Michelle, when you were reading newspapers, right? When we were talking about longer form of things, Mm -hmm. um, I am back to buying um, home decor magazines instead of using Instagram or anything else to inspire me for my home. And Mm -hmm. so I, you know, Costco magazines are a fraction of the price of buying them at the grocery store. So whenever at Costco, I grab um, a Canadian home decor magazine and it is such a treat to sit down and look through that magazine all week instead of constantly scrolling my phone again. And my kids, they sit with me and then we play games. Like I used to play as a little girl with, do you want your house to look like this one day? Do you prefer this vase or this vase or guess which one mommy would pick out of that whole page and I'll guess which one you would pick. And it is a pleasurable little half hour activity with the kids to sit and look through a magazine. So again, just continuing on that goal of longer form um, consumption mm-hmm. of materials versus quick scrolling through things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I think a big part of that might be? Mm-hmm. Like why it's so much more pleasing or mm-hmm. pleasant is because I wonder if on social media, we're not only privy to the content because it might be the same content, mm-hmm. but online you're privy to everyone's opinions on the content. Mm, yes. Whereas if it's just you in a magazine, you're free to form your own opinions yes. about whether you like it or not. Um, and you don't know what anyone else thinks about that uh, yeah. particular article too. Um, but that you're free to play those kinds of little games with your kids and even with yourself like do I like this right kind of whereas online it could be like oh the hottest trend of 2023 and then you're like well I I, either you could be like well now I have to like it or you could say you could have really liked it and been like well no now everyone's going to do it yeah um and I have to find something more unique (laughs) or something like that so uh yeah I do enjoy the longer form tends to actually free yourself to Mm -hmm. form your own opinions about things. And maybe that's why it's so important that we seek it out a bit more often. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I would say that I'm going to try for this year in terms of resolutions and our culture as a family is I really do want to get out at least once this year to either our local symphony or some other live musical performance. I keep seeing those ads for the candlelit concerts, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. candlelit concerts. Um, yeah, just at least once to enjoy music live. And in particular, that music. Yes. I've always really liked the symphony um, because I like to watch the musicians play. Yes. <laughs> I think it's really interesting. And there is something about hearing music, especially that kind of music in person that is really extraordinary for your spirit, I find. So at least once, hopefully more, um, I would love to be able to get out and enjoy some of that as entertainment this year as well. Yes. And, you know, Jason bought me tickets for the symphony. So we're going not Mm -hmm. this weekend, but the following weekend. And so exciting. I can't, I'm actually going, because I'm still a big fan of dressing up for the symphony. And I know most people don't anymore, but I am going to dress up, right? Please. Because it is, it's a whole thing. It is a Uh a multi-sensory experience. Like you're saying, you're seeing them, you're watching them, your eyes dart between the musicians. I love standing up and applauding when um, the first violinist 
walks in and I love all of the aspects of it. So the dressing Mm -hmm. up, the excitement of getting there and being out. And so that's definitely on our list too. And I also am a firm believer in putting your money where your mouth is for local arts and putting Mm -hmm. money back into your community. The orchestras are really struggling in so many cities Mm -hmm. as many of the entertainment things after the last couple of years. And so I know that they are pitifully paid. Um, And so being able to go and just spend that little bit of money really matters to me. Um, As you know, Michelle, we did a massive family trip in October and November. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing like with putting money into museums and all of those cultural things. Get out of the house this year, right? Go yes. do the things. And I am the worst at just going, oh, I should do it. Maybe we should do it. We don't have the money for it this week. I am very much of the mindset now of just, just buy the tickets. Just do it. We'll figure yep. out the money. Well, maybe it takes us three months to pay off two symphony tickets, which are not that expensive. Um, mm-hmm depending on which seats you get. Um, maybe it'll take us a little while to pay them off, but I want to just do it. I'm, I think over these last couple of years of not being able to do things of having that taken away, I'm more of the mm-hmm. mindset of now of going, just do it, book the tickets. And they, especially our local symphony, there's a youth symphony, there's a youthful harmonic. These things cost a fraction of the price. If you want to start mm-hmm. going, they do so many events for children. Our local symphony does free concerts all over the place. So really mm-hmm. tapping into what's going on on community social media pages of your city, of your town, and just going, throw the kids in the car, take them to these events and get uh, supporting our local um, arts community. You're right. And I think when we're intentional about the entertainment we want to invest in like Mm -hmm. that, then you don't actually really mind spending the money. Yes. Um, You kind of have a better handle of where it's going as opposed to sometimes, sometimes I don't know where the money is going. And I feel like then I can't afford to put a little bit extra towards something like the occasional symphony visit or something like that. But I could see for myself anyways, I could see if I was really intentional about choosing what I would like to invest in for my entertainment, um, that yes, I, I definitely could find a way to make aspects like aspects like that work outings like that work better for me and for the family. Well, if you add up like everything we're spending on all those channels, right? When you and I talk about getting Brit Box and all those things. And if I want to watch less TV, then I should cancel those and yeah, redirect the funds into Mm. these other. And we are like Jason and I talked about maybe getting a a hotel room, maybe getting going out for dinner. Well, we can't actually afford those two things right now. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. The night Mm -hmm. will just be going to the symphony and we'll be thankful about that this time. Um, So we are smart about it, but it's, I, yeah, for years I just held back and with him and Han and go, oh, forget it. I'll oh, forget it. And <sighs> no, I'm not doing that anymore. That I do have this renewed sense of buy the tickets, go to the event, do the thing, go to the free thing. Just, just do it. I'm really liking the theme of this episode. It seems to be like a very balanced and reasonable uh, investment mm. in being our, our best selves yes. <laughs> being better <Better-er-er>, yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> but being very intentional about it and understanding that like um it can be done reasonably and therefore be maintainable yeah um in the sense of forming our family culture and so in terms of that in terms of investing in yet another area of our life that produces so much good fruit when we do that well um we of course have resolutions and things that we would like to see happen in 2023 for our vocations and for our faith lives as well. Right, Lindsay? Yes. So, you know, 
our vocations. And for people who aren't familiar with that term, it essentially means what God has called you into that he will, that he's given to you that will help you get to heaven. It's, it's the way like, so wife and mother, right? So even though my Mm. husband is a police officer, his vocation is a husband, like Mm. being a police officer, isn't going to give him the tools to to grow in sanctity, to grow in holiness. Mm. They're there, but it's not the main process through which God will give him that ladder, (laughs) if Mm. you will, um, to Mm -hmm. grow in holiness. So that's what we mean by vocation. And so Yes, my vocation, your vocation, Michelle, wife and mother. And mm-hmm. so when we look at how we want to grow in holiness and, and in our spiritual lives in those ways, I started feeling called last year, and this is evident through episodes we did, to pull my family in really tight, to cocoon them. Mm-hmm. That kept being the mm-hmm. word that kept coming to me last year. And and so we resigned from so many things. That's also why we took this massive break in the podcast is I mm-hmm. pretty much canceled everything in my life that didn't have to deal with being with my children and my husband, like pouring fully into our family and man, oh man, the fruits we have experienced in this last year have been incredible. And it's gotten us now to 2023. And again, Jason and I, through the grace of God, God has like gifted us both this um, idea of what 2023 is supposed to look like for us. And that comes down to this word of healing, heal. Mm. And I was so fantastic. I could have never see, I could have never come up with this on my own because Mm. I'm like, what do you mean Lord heal? Like I've been in a really great place for the last 12 years heal. But what I learned through reading, um, the work of Dr. Bob shoots, who a friend introduced me to, Oh my goodness. And the restore the glory podcast and his book be healed and all of these things. I learned, Michelle, that if you, okay, if you're carrying any trauma, which all of us are, right, um, that Mm. until you're in a place of true security in your life, you cannot heal from that trauma until the security is greater than the trauma that affected you you can't process that trauma. And so hmm. I realized that I have had 10 years, 10 plus years of security in my life. Hmm. And so only now do I finally feel like I can heal in a true way. Like in a, there's been lots of little healing, but it's time hmm. now to finally just move forward and let go of the past and all of these things. And so, um, it's not as dramatic or, or weird as it sounds. It's just really moving on. And so Jason's mm-hmm. in the same way. And we really want to just heal past wounds, childhood things, teenage things, early marriage things, all of it, right? All mm-hmm. of those things we carry. Um, so yeah, that is, um, healed people, heal people. And so, oh, yeah. um, we want to just do that really this year. So it was like this last year of cocooning and rest and quietness. And then those other things come to the surface from that unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared for that. And then it's like, now it's time. Now it's time to move forward in those things. So it's just this Mm -hmm. idea of, so it's tied into our physical goals of healing our bodies, right? Treating Mm -hmm. those well, um, taking care of ourselves in that way of, of again, nurturing ourselves through entertainment choices that are 
life enhancing and life giving, not nonsense, mm. garbage TV and nonstop chattering in our ears from YouTubers and social media. So really being careful about um, what we're letting into our, our minds like that. And then just making sure that we're just moving forward in a really renewed relationship with Christ, who is the healer and, and taking the healing from the sacraments, right? It's all available mm. to us through the sacraments of the church and just, just really being open to whatever healing God wants to give us through confession and through the reception of the Eucharist. Um, so really feeling hopeful about all that. Um, so that's kind of the, what I'm feeling as a mom and as a wife this year is wanting to make sure I am as healed and as whole as I can be so that I can mm. continue to just share that, have it, that pouring out of me for my children and my husband. Mm-hmm. I love that you, when you mentioned that this was not something you could have come up with on your own, yes. <laughs> right? Because even hearing you talk about it and the excitement and hope that it is inspiring in you and in your voice, mm-hmm. like we can hear it, that is, that is truly God-given, mm. I think. And it was almost like that trust that you had because you couldn't have seen last year when you were getting that sense to cocoon yep uh, and pull back you couldn't have seen what would have happened with that yeah where that would have taken you and it has brought you to this point so you had that that trust um to say okay I, I will do that. I'll give up a lot of things. Yes. Uh, right. And yes. I will step back. And that must have been difficult to do. But in trust and in faith, you did it. Yep. And it's brought you to exactly where God needs you to be to yeah. do the work that's ultimately, oh, my gosh, the ultimate be better. Yeah. Like, you're going to like, <laughs> you're going to divinely be better. Or... Oh, I hope so. I'm so yes. open for it. Open to yes. it and ready for it. So, yeah. So what mm-hmm. about you? Well, I, you know what, I, I've seen a lot on social media about this whole concept of choosing words yeah. for the year. I've never really done that mm-hmm. because I think subconsciously I know I don't, I'll forget it mm-hmm. <laughs> like by next week. Um, but I will say the word, if I had to pick one for everything that I'm feeling in terms of my hopes and resolutions and my vocation and faith, it's the word steadfast. Mm. Um, in all areas of my vocation and in my faith life. Um, and this requires actually to borrow from some of the other ideas um, that we've talked about this episode before, like the consistency that mm-hmm. we've been talking about. Um, I know we didn't talk too much about this, but I have also felt this is tied to simplifying, mm-hmm. just really simplifying, going back to basics mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Um, because my faith life and my vocational ideals, like many other areas of my life due to my personality, tend to be easily swept away with zeal Mm -hmm. and excitement and novelty. Um, The difference for my faith and vocation, where it doesn't exist as much in other areas, is that I can actually get quite discouraged and defeated Mm. uh, when I cannot maintain such high spiritual disciplines or expectations. it, it makes me feel like I'm going backwards okay. in a way that like for physical resolutions and goals, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been working with my spiritual director over the past few years on, you know, reframing my outlook on faith and my relationship with God. And I've realized that I've had kind of this checklist mentality going. Um, it's not actually friendship mm. with the Lord. Wow. And 
that's what I want in my relationship with him is, is friendship and to be a steadfast friend to him because he is so steadfast with me. That's so cute. Yeah. I, I have this image in my head over the past couple weeks at mass of just walking with Jesus, like uh, a friend for him that is constant and can be depended on. And that has that space mentally and emotionally and spiritually to just be able to rest and sit in companionship with him, Mm -hmm. like this easy friendship with Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yes. Um, And so I also stemming from this would like to continue to explore resting in his will for my life and growing in that trust, like what we were just talking about for you. And um, it has been occurring to me how connected trust in God is with friendship with God. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been easier for me to not worry or over plan or overanalyze things when I've sought to just be open and easy with Jesus, Mm -hmm. whatever he wants. He's for me. He loves me. He wants friendship with me. Um, And so then these expressions of faith, you know, and prayer and devotion and worship, then they become in my mind less of a checklist. Well, what makes me a good Christian or not? And more like vehicles to connect with God. They're places that will draw me close to him so that we can, you know, get to know one another more and more. (laughs) And I I like that. And I do find myself, I fall more and more in love with Jesus through this simplicity and consistency and constant. So steadfastness, it it totally also transfers then to my vocation because then this is what I'm seeking with my family as well. Um, someone who's not going to go off on a whim yeah. <laughs> as I usually do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, go too hardcore with my latest ideas and dragging everyone else along for the ride with me. <laughs> like they're so good about that. Yes. <laughs> and they do. Um, but being in my house and home, a constant, steadfast presence and a person mm-hmm. that when everything else in the world is crazy, that people and especially my people uh, and my family will know where I am. They'll always be able to find me and where they'll know where I stand. And I think that there's something so deeply comforting about that to have a person or to know a person who no matter what is going on in your life, you know that they stay and that they're unmoved. Um, They're unmovable and they have like Jesus, you know, set their faces like flint towards Jerusalem, towards heaven. Um, And so, yeah, this is my goal vocationally as a wife and a mother, but also too, as a sister and a friend and a community member too, is just to be steadfast in order to be a haven and a safe place for other people. Oh, I love that so much. And one of the things I've been reflecting on and it really lines up with this is that we really are supposed to be the face of Jesus to our families. Mm. Like we really are supposed to be like a physical representation of him, right. In our homes and our communities, like what you're saying, but you can't do that unless you're friends with him. You can't, right. We, we are who we surround ourselves with. And so as you continue to develop that friendship, that deep closeness with with him, whether you like it or not, Jesus is going to shine through you (laughs) to your Mm. family. Right. So you're going to be able to bring him to your family in a new way as you grow closer and closer to him, which is just incredible. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the word of the year thing. So I've had a word yeah. for years, but it was like before it was ever a thing. But what ha- what mm. always happened with me is 
I've never come up with it. And it's always started. So maybe this is crazy. Um, but when I'm deep into Advent, as I'm going through Advent, something starts mm-hmm. to happen in around the third week where I start to get an impression of what God mm. wants me to do for that next year. And it always is presented in the type in a word. One year is three words. A lot of the times they start with H, health, hospitality, um, oh, you know, holiness. Interesting. I, yep. H is a common word. But um, and as that word starts to be revealed to me, I can't shake it. Like it is like mm. becomes like it's flashing lights to me by the time January 1st comes around. And then when I'm like, so when I accept it, when it's so clear to me that that is the theme, that it is my word for the year, the resources start to fall into place. So for this year, when it became hmm. heal, and again, I would have never picked heal. Like I thought I was right. mostly healed. Um, not only did that word present itself to me, but then every friend I talked to over the last three weeks was like, oh, hey, do you know what book I've been reading? Do you? And then then it all <laughs> fed into each other and it all came back to Dr. Bob shoots and wow. be healed. And I was like, okay, it's, and then I always laugh because I think God needs to be that clear with me where he's like, yeah. <laughs> grabs me and goes, this is what you need to do this year. Here's all of the resources. I've said it all. It could not be easier. Um, there's no time for subtlety here. <laughs> no, there's no subtlety with me. And so I maybe, and maybe he can be more subtle with other people. He just needs to knock me upside the head in a different mm. way. So anyways, that's what I've really experienced. And maybe for people who have it that way, maybe next Advent, they really start to just open themselves up through the Advent process to see what God, because Advent is our new year, right? As Catholics, mm-hmm. it is the beginning mm-hmm. of our year, another new right. year opportunity for you and I that we love. Oh my right? gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yes. And so um, I just, I really find that it starts to present itself to me as, as Advent starts to proceed. And yeah, by January 1st, it is so clear. So it's never a word I've picked because I've seen people like either do a word generator or go, what is my word? But I'm like, oh, God has his word ready for me. It's so clear mm-hmm. what he wants me to do mm-hmm. that year. Do you know what? That's a really interesting. Uh, I love that. I love that the Holy Spirit is starts to give you an impression of something and then the word forms because I think that that's probably what I experienced this year with my word yes of the steadfast because I just had a sense yes of what needed to happen and it wasn't really until this episode when we were talking about like oh we should discuss the word of the year thing yeah and I'm like oh no now I need a word (laughs) what Mm. is the word for what I'm feeling and it you're right it just kind of came into my mind Mm -hmm. I'm like oh that is what it is um so yeah maybe it doesn't like when we try to come up with our own words yeah Maybe that's when it's harder to stick to yes. but when it is given to you almost like a gift um, by the Holy Spirit. It becomes part of you for the next year. And, you know, this has actually been the beautiful theme of this whole episode. Right. And mm-hmm. I love that um, on the podcast, often we start talking about something we think we know what we're talking about and then by the end we're like oh that's what we're trying to say or like oh that's the actual message here because it's almost like we process out loud (laughs) through the podcast and so even just over the course of this conversation about new year's resolutions like we had our goals and plans in mind but to dig a little bit of a little bit deeper it's clear that the hand of God is in all of these different aspects of our lives. And a lot of our resolutions, if not all of them, 
are really calling us to this like interior wholeness of Mm -hmm. person, Mm -hmm. right? God does have a plan for our lives and it is to be the best version of ourself that we could possibly be. It Mm -hmm. is to every year be better and better and better. So um, (laughs) um, I promise that after this episode, that's the last time I'll say that. And And it is good to be back and it does feel good to be starting this new year with some fresh goals in mind. And so we will be back soon um, at a bit more of a relaxed schedule from what we were doing before, but we hope to have more conversations this next half of the year uh, about all these different things and continuing this journey together to be whole and holy um, in God and with one another. But that will do it for us today and for this week. And if you want to get in touch with us and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com. Or you can leave us a comment on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at lindsayhomemaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week and we will see you next time.